0: Uh, okay, it says, uh, this comes from the big book, page 417 in the fourth edition. And it's the, uh, the story of acceptance was the answer. And acceptance is the answer to all of my problems today. When I am disturbed, it is because I find some person, place, thing, or situation, some fact of my life unacceptable to me. And I can find no sin serenity until I accept that person, place, thing, or situation as being exactly the way it's supposed to be at this moment nothing absolutely nothing happens in god's world by mistake until i could accept my alcoholism i could unless i accept life completely on life's terms i cannot be happy i need to concentrate not so much on what needs to be changed in the world as on what needs to be changed in me and in my attitudes shakespeare said all the world's a stage and all the men and women merely players he forgot to mention that i was the chief critic I was always able to see the flaw in every person, every situation, and I was always glad to point it out because I knew you wanted perfection just as I did. AA and acceptance have taught me that there is a bit of good in the worst of us and a bit of bad in the best of us, that we all are children of God and we each have a right to be here. When I complain about me or about you, I am complaining about God's handiwork, I am saying that I know better than God. All right, Paul, I hope we can find something out of that reading today, and uh, we'll get started. Thank you all for being here. Mute him.
1: try that paul
2: go ahead paul
1: what page was the reading on
2: 417. 417
1: 417 yes well uh well welcome everybody paul alcoholic um i really feel in my own experience that acceptance is something that you arrive at, you don't get to. You arrive there based on the effects of the higher power through the program on us. So there, and I feel what's being hinted at by that statement that you arrive there is basically how the program works. You're placed in a position of neutrality. You don't arrive at a position of neutrality. You don't set off on a course of action to arrive at a position of neutrality. The course of action, yeah, allows something to occur, and then you find yourself in a position of neutrality. And so, uh, you know, when you're hearing everything from this idea of self, most shit sounds like an order or something that you have to do. And mostly it implies or it shows you you haven't done it. So you feel worse about, you feel worse bef- after you read this than before you read it. Yeah. Because this is how the selfing works. Yeah. It makes it, you see acceptance not as a possibility, but as a defect, a lack of, of acceptance as a defect you, you're in. And it's that negative type of seeing everything. I'm more interested in what he was talking about with the critic, which is that's the other aspect of self that a lot of us don't know, aren't aware of. So we come into AA and this idea of self is pointed out to us and we do inventories around it. And then we finally, suddenly, that which was feeling very subjective self is now objectified. We can do an inventory on it. We can see how it defeated us, but all the while we're seeing it and critiquing our new condition, we're doing that from self, yeah? So self can't get out of self is the thing, and that's why self-knowledge avails us nothing, yeah? Why does... That's a very strange statement because a lot of people put a lot of value in knowledge, but it's not saying knowledge doesn't avail us anything. It's self-knowledge, yeah? So when self is has knowledge of self, it doesn't go anywhere, really. You become a super critic and you're, you're finding a new way of beating yourself up. Yeah, it's just basically, that's what happens. So uh, again, I just want to go back to the basic idea. I feel the root of the problem is, is based on an activity, a mental one, and that activity is the identification as a doer, as the thinker, as the feeler, as the one who has the problems, as the one who lost the problems, as the one who was an addict, and, and as the one who's a recovered addict. That sense of self, I think, is the bondage point. And it's how it's reinforced is excessive obsession around it, but the premise is an identification as self. And then the mental state obsesses to reinforce the identification. That to me is the diagnosis. Yeah. So I didn't enter the program with that view, but I arrived at that view through the program. Yeah. It's very important. I didn't enter the program with that view, but I arrived there through the program. Yeah. I saw that self had defeated me through its manifestations, and I saw, and I don't mean visually, I mean in an awareness, I saw I was not that, yeah? I was not that. And when I saw that I was not that, the possibility of being free from it really became available. And it told me I had been crippled by the identification, and the only way I could entertain being free was as self yeah which is a form of bondage as you can see there's an addiction in spiritual seeking that's just sim- very similar to an addiction to drugs because once again it's self trying to get out of self yeah you have to see something you don't have to i'm just saying a lot of <laughs> the whole program that I'm under right now is based on that premise. And it's been based on that premise for quite a long time. And I feel a lot of the effects that I live under are predicated on that premise, which is I believe the problem doesn't exist for you can really stabilize when the problem doesn't exist as you, which is quite different, yeah? When I'm not seeing, like it says here, we don't have problems, we are the problem. That's true to a certain extent. That's the point. You recognize your role in things. And when you start seeing your role in things, you'll see self's role in things. Because under the influence of this addiction, we can't tell the difference between self and us. Yeah, we're calling self's manifestations our manifestations. I mean, how you know? I mean, I would think before I go any further, I gotta get clear that I'm not Stanley. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. If I'm Paul, but I'm assuming I'm Stanley, I think I've got to get clear that I'm not Stanley. <laughs> yeah, and then let's take you know, then move, move on, yeah. and I. I mean this is just a humble presentation. I hope you apply it and see if it comes true to you. Yeah, see if it cooks a lot of the the lot of the bullshit and the miscellaneous and then you see it. You see that that which you're bonded to is an activity of the mental state. Yeah. And that you are not that which it in which it implies. I got to open the door. <laughs> Come on. Remember, I'm a servant of cat and dog. That's basically my job. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> there's nothing to do about it you just observe it and you come to a truth yeah and when you come to the truth like chucks chamberlain wrote a book a new pair of glasses these will be sort of like a new pair of glasses but really the new pair of glasses don't produce a dependency they feed they free you from the need to wear any new glasses anymore yeah you realize you you have the eyes that can see and the ears that can hear blue is blue and red is red things are clear now yeah and for me this this idea over 20 30 years 20 something years has proven to be the last answer and i've never had any answer that was the last answer until now and i'm open for you know any new additions or you know it's a whole new ball game 2021 but i haven't i haven't received any downloads concerning this basic premise for 20 something years yeah so basically (laughs) you know instead of self-knowledge knowledge of self is valuable yeah because if you have knowledge of self you may see it as not you and if you see it as not you a possibility becomes available, not to you, but a possibility of being free from the bondage of self becomes available. Because, and when that becomes available, it'll probably show you you've been trying to get out of self as self most of your life. And that's the reason why it failed. Not because you didn't do enough or you're inherently bad or morally deficient. No, you can't get out of what you're not in. Yeah. It's impossible. Yeah. So the freedom isn't after the bondage, it's before the bondage. Yeah. The relief of the bondage of self is inherently available right now. Yeah. If there can be, if a lack of interest and attention in the mental state develops, the freedom from the bondage of self becomes more and more available because it's only listening to the mental state that you're believing this shit, yeah? Truly, it is. The more ardent and the more you're devoted to the thought system, the more, it seems, you're captured by the bondage of self. Why is that? The problem resides in the mind, yeah? It's talking to us as us, yeah? if you keep hearing it as you, you're going to fucking listen to it. You are. You've been relying on it for 50 fucking years. And its, it's level of success is so low, it proves itself having great worth because you're still alive, <laughs> basically. I'm not dead, so it's working. You know what I mean? Jesus Christ. It's basically rooted in a rudimentary idea of survival. I've been giving you good orderly direction. You're not dead. (laughs) You know, you're incarcerated. It's everything else, but you're not dead. I'm a success. Renew your subscription to this GPS. Yeah. We do every fucking day because we call it me. Yeah. You got something, someone else is living in your house. (laughs) It is. I mean, check out, do an inventory of your house and you'll see self's clothing all over the fucking place. You'll see self's messes all over the fucking place. And then you can recognize, hey, this ain't me and evict and have the higher power, evict self out of your house. Yeah there is no self but you know what i mean i'm using the terminology of recovery i don't believe there's a self i don't there's not a parasite it's a mental activity yeah it's appearance and appearance only it's appearing to be true to us yeah it doesn't have its own appearance it appears to us to be true yeah It's totally dependent on us to appear to be true. Yeah. That's why on that in We Agnostics, that page, it talks about the power of faith. And it says basically the condition you're you're in right now has an incredible amount to do with faith. Yeah? And we've had object faith in the thought system. And look at what it's done. Yeah? Now you admit you can't change the fact as the fucking assumed fact. So we, we submit ourselves to a program of recovery, and we recover from the bondage of self. We don't recover from drinking or using. When you stop drinking, that's, re- that's you've recovered. yeah? You're recovering from the the underlying causes and conditions that drive us. yeah. And the cause of all those causes and conditions is we're taken over by something that's foreign to us, yeah? That means we have a possibility of being free from it because it's not us. If you keep taking it to be you, you're limited to the possibility. You can only see freedom through its eyes, which is trying to be free as self. And it usually boils down to, at least I get a high for five minutes or a you know, I get a relief from a drink and I'm willing to pay any consequence that happens later just to get that momentary relief from the bondage of self. That's not a working solution. It's not about doing the steps perfectly, you can't. It's bringing an understanding into the steps. So when you're doing an inventory, you see you're looking at self's manifestations, not yours. Just that basic rudimentary difference will change the program for you. You cannot believe what the steps are like after the fourth step, where you've crowned resentments, fears, and the harms you did while you were pursuing, let's say, the relief of sex and shit, you can't believe the effect of you not seeing that they're not your manifestations has on your the rest of the steps in your experience. <laughs> You get stuck on, you're responsible for everything you ever fucking did while under the influence. You get stuck there. You don't arrive at the accountability, which is, yeah, I'm accountable for that shit, yeah, in this court, but I'm not fucking responsible. I've made the amends. I've seen what happened, and I'll tell you something. What, mostly what I did while I was under the influence, I had no volition or fucking choice to in, Yeah? let's be honest, then why the hell am I allowing the problem to harvest guilt and shame, which only reinforces the problem, out of shit that I had nothing to do with 30 fucking years ago? Call the fucking, you know, the workers out of the fields. Surrender that thing. You'll grow a different crop then resentments and shame and fucking yes surrender those fields and something else will grow in there yeah you you will not shut the door on the past yeah nor regret it what yeah you won't because you'll see you were dancing with a gorilla you were going to stop when the gorilla wanted to stop yeah why does no one why is the biggest impediment in the program the fourth step for most people? Because that parasite's protecting itself. It does not want you to look at your role in things because you will see its role in things. Yeah? It does, you don't see its role in things when you're all busy about other people's role in things. You don't. Yeah? It's got a perfect camouflage. It's like stealth. Yeah, when you're taking inventories of everyone else, it's it's hiding in plain sight. Yeah, when you turn that light where I can do an inventory of everyone in the meeting in five minutes, but it takes me months to do my inventory, something's off. Yeah, just feel like what it's like today. Feel it. Feel what it's like. How easily you can come to a do an inventory in two minutes f- looking outside yourself, but have you can't fucking take half hour to write for months and months and months. Why is that? Oh, that's just a weird phenomenon. No, it isn't. It's a pattern of the parasitical movement it doesn't like light. It doesn't want to be addressed. It doesn't want to be directly looked at. Why? Because it needs us. It's feeding off of us. It's using our godlike juice to play God on us. We're only limited by our own possibilities, yeah? (laughs) We are. Selfing is an incredible limiting of possibilities. It just produces, it just trots out the same old, same old. Not that I am okay, but maybe, maybe I will be okay when I take that Hawaii vacation or I find a new boyfriend or I make more money there's always, the okayness is always based on conditions, yes? Outside conditions that demand managing and control, and yet we always run up against the inherent powerlessness. I can't make people do what I want them to do. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, I arrived at acceptance. I have it. I feel it. I don't have it. It has me. And I don't care. I may not accept the weather today. I may not accept that my, the milk went bad in the coffee, but I'll tell you, there's a basic stable acceptance of the action figure called Paul, because I'm not that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's been one of the greatest gifts. I walk around in an atmosphere of acceptance, not in an ap- atmosphere of slavery. Yeah? I'm not having to prove myself by actions all fucking day that I'm okay. I'm okay with what the actions I'm going to do today. Yeah? It's completely different. I'm not living to establish a condition. I'm living from an established condition. I'm not trying to produce something. Yeah. We had a perfect example. I think it was Jono months and months ago where we were speaking about these little mental movements and John was talking about, he would share every day. you'd say a prayer, the third step prayer about relieving me of the bondage of self. And then he noticed that he was in the re- the relief from the bondage of self. And that saying the prayer was denying the basic state he was in at the moment. He was wishing for a future condition when he was actually in the condition he was praying for yeah? This is what happens. That's one of the mental sleight of hands, yeah? He saw it. It was beautiful on the Zoom. Does that mean he never says the third step prayer? No, it doesn't mean it, but he had the eyes to recognize the condition he was in. Hallelujah, yeah? He was in the condition of being relieved of the bondage of self. All right, so you seek the relief of the bondage of self. What do you do when you've had the relief of the bondage of self? You're not seeking for it anymore, I'm telling you that. Yeah? It's your new starting point. It's not a a goal or a hopeful arrival. You're in the freedom from the bondage of self. Yeah? Yeah? It's like reading a book and thinking you're on page 238 when you're on page five. Yeah? This is going to change the possibility right here, right now, is to have a new attitude and a new outlook. Don't you believe that's already occurred, occurred for most of us? Why do we act as if we have the old attitude and the old outlook? A new freedom and a new happiness. Why is it constantly being compared to an old freedom and an old happiness that had nothing to do with freedom and happiness? It has to had to do with an arrival at a later date. You know what what happened in the beginning, you'd have ideas of what you thought relief would look like, yeah, and then the door of life would knock, yeah, and the program allowed all this to happen. Life would deliver something, but because it didn't look like the box you thought it would be in, you'd say no to it, yeah, and you kept saying no to it, and then you realize one day, hey, Jesus Christ these old ideas are causing me not to receive the delivery of this living program. So what happens? You recognize Jesus. Exactly. Unless you let go of all these old ideas, the result is nil. You have an intimate experience of that. So now, yeah, you're open to the delivery. You're not judging it by the package it's in. Yes? Yes. That's just one out of many, 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 many changes in us that we go through in this process. Yeah. We we find ourselves not in the outcome business. Fucking unbelievable. Unfreaking believable. Did I arrive there? No. I observe I'm there. Yes. Yeah. Something, some grace or some influence has brought me to where I could never have arrived. Something has brought me to where I could never arrive. What is that but a principle? The principle of relying on something greater than self. You know, you could already have a new attitude and a new outlook. You just keep looking at it from the old attitude and the old outlook. You want to fucking take out the same old suit and put this new body in it. It doesn't fit. I'm telling you, the new attitude and new outlook doesn't have a lot of security systems. It's not uh, 24-7 surveillance, yeah? It doesn't have an anxious alertness to it. It's relaxed and chilled out because it knows where it's coming from. It's coming from that's inherently available at all times, right where we are, with no requirement necessary. You can chill out. You're not going to lose it, because you don't have it, you are it. Yeah? I mean, after 27 years, you've got to know it's the better way. It's not perhaps the better way. You've arrived, you know, you're way down the path. You, You know, you have faith it's the better way. Yeah? I swear to God, I swear with no effort or thought on my part i never have a thought about drinking or using or feeling no matter what situation has arisen in the last 20 something 30 years i've never had a strong thought about it yeah what could possibly do that how what could produce that effect yeah Do I want to limit it by containing it in my own understanding of it, or do I want to give up that old idea, yeah, and let it have its own understanding of itself, and let it reveal itself to me, yeah? And if it wants me to have a lot, who am I to say, no, I need a small portion, yes? All right.
0: All right. Awesome. Thank you, Paul. I don't see any hands up right now, but um, oh, I, we got a call. Uh, got a hand up with Kaiser. Kaiser, you have a, you have a question? Let me get you unmuted. I, yeah, um, you're unmuted. Go ahead, Kaiser. Paul, I've got a question for you. I had
3: heard that um, to do the four step to see self's role in things, that that was a benefit. Um, did you ever do a fourth step looking at self's role, or would you suggest I do an actual fourth step, uh, an inventory looking at self's role? Is that a helpful
1: thing, or do you mean something else? (laughs) Yes, yes, (laughs) of course, it is. That's the whole premise. We're speaking in the framing of the recovery program. The fourth step is rather important because you're going to leave the fourth step either thinking they're your resentments, or that they're something else, really. And that attitude is going to carry forth throughout your program. I mean, seriously. I mean, and, you know, in our communities, some of the, I feel, mistake is is shared, yeah? Everyone wants you to look at your resentments and your fears. I'm not a believer in that. I'm just not. So, yeah, it's very important.
0: Okay, and actually do a new
2: one, a new inventory looking at self's role rather than, yeah, yeah do it. Okay,
1: thanks, yeah, man. Yeah, you don't have to do an exhaustive one. All you want to see is the pattern of how self has defeated you. Yep. Yes. You may need five examples. You may need 100 examples. It has. It doesn't have to do with the the amount of information, because there's a pattern in all of its defeats, yeah? It doesn't have an infinite amount of ways of defeating us. There's a pattern. Once you start seeing the pattern, then you'll start seeing it when you're living, and you, that when that occurs, you bring it to step six and seven. That's the program, yeah? Four, you do the information, you share it with someone else, in the sharing with someone else, some of the shit that was going on without you knowing it now is highlighted, so you start recognizing the foreign pathogen in your life while you're living. And when you do, this time you don't call it me, you bring it to step six and seven. And you ask that power that's got you sober and keeps you sober, let's say, you ask that power to reconfigure it or in the book they call it remove it. I'm not a believer that you can remove energy, but reconfigure it and you ask that power to do it. There's six and seven. Then if the self took a shit on the neighbor's lawn, you make you know you make amends and you set on a course that you're not gonna walk the dog near that guy's lawn for a while. Yeah? There's eight and nine. There you go. You just did four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Six and seven are the steps that get, get closest to the, where the problem resides. You're trying to recognize the manifestations of self when they're in the blueprint room, not when they're in a house, yeah? Because now you're paying mortgage and rent in that house, yeah? You want to catch it when it's formulating and then bringing it over to that power, so that it can be reconfigured. Instead of turning into a my resentment, yeah, it's seen as a resentment, and then that resentment dissipates very usually very quickly. A my resentment is put on life support for 50 years. You you don't see that. You obviously have seen that. You've seen a huge difference between a resentment and my resentment, yes? You must have. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. The my is the is the role of selfing. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah.
0: All right. We have Paul, you ready for the next question? We have a question from Walter. Walter, would you like to ask a question? Come on in.
4: Yeah. Good evening. Um, I wonder, you know, this great stuff what you're telling about, uh, they are not my resentments. I wonder already uh, a very long time, I did read all the great literature, all the stories, uh, from the great novelists, and I wonder, you know, uh, did my life turn out, because I did read all this stuff, and I wanted to imitate it, or is a typical uh, how alcoholics behave, how the self is behaving, and uh, that's 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 the point why it's also similar. Yes, it's very similar. This is, this is so shocking. I can I can take of course Bukowski. Yeah, I recognize it totally. You know. Every, every, every sentence of it, you know. Uh, people also compared me with him, which in the past I enjoyed, of course, not anymore. <coughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, because he's old. dead. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Is he? <laughs> Is he? <laughs> well, well, at you, least he left. You here. were dead too, Walter, for all intents and purposes.
4: Yeah I understand that one. I wanted to say it myself actually. Quite weird, you know, when I when I hear you talking about your personal life from we could have been brothers, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I, I saw many stuff what you went through it's unbelievable, you know.
1: Well, it's pr- not probably because uh that's which you know drives all the different cars has the same driving traits. So Yeah. That's, yeah, that's you can't what look at the you know? car to see the see the pattern of the driver. You got to look at the driving. Yeah. Yeah, it's also similar, you
4: know. If you if you take Jack Jack Kerouac, if you take Henry Miller, yeah. it's also similar. If you take Dostoevsky, uh, what he writes about the Russians is all similar, you know. Yes. Yeah. And and. If you're younger, you still uh, have dignity in it and pride in it uh, until it really gets miserable. Then it's not funny anymore. <laughs> no,
1: no, exactly. Yeah. Well, no, I find the the AA program, well, especially when we used to have live meetings, uh, because of what's possible in a meeting, yeah, there's some grace, a loving presence is, you know, manifesting throughout group conscience, the, the sense of terminal uniqueness was laid bare. I could feel how unique I felt when I was sitting and listening to people sharing at meetings, yeah, in the beginning. I, was, I felt so unique that no one had the thoughts I had, and no one felt like I did, and no one had done the things that I've done. And it's just a total, it's, a, it's, like, it's like such a basic program, and the only engine in it is sense of extreme personalness, <laughs> because we're all very common. Addicts and alcoholics are quite common. They all exhibit the same traits, They may have different hairstyles or wear you know, but it's the same old, same old. So when do we see the commonality of the defeat? Yeah. I mean, really. The the, the point
4: about the NA and AA in Amsterdam is not very strong here, you know. So a lot of times you go to one meeting, okay, I've got enough from this. You go to another meeting and a lot of times you see similar faces. Yeah. So there's not really an evolution going on. You know, there was an international meeting and this is closed now, a pity because of COVID. And there sometimes people from outside Europe came and and that makes it alive. But if you're at a certain moment sitting all the time with the same people, the same stories, they're still protecting their shame and guilt and, and whatever, it's different, you know? and a lot of people making their own programs and their own inventory list, just because of the stimulants from over you and there, I looked into it again in the fourth step and how it's being explained and how exactly it has to be done. Actually, very simple. Yes. But how it's been explained to me, it becomes suddenly very complicated
1: private psychology. Yes. No, it's very simple. Yeah, it is. It is. See, one quality we all have, one quality we all have is awareness, seeing. Yeah. Sure. That quality can be, there can be a curtain, you know, put in front of it. There can be smoke and mirrors. They can do a lot of shit. But in fact, all that shit doesn't really affect that there's awareness. There's awareness. Yeah. It's there. And it's, it's from there that we see what we're not. Yeah. It's from that inherent spirit that we all are. We see what we're not. Yeah. Yeah. And this is just the way we're trying to produce or share an understanding that may allow a little more awareness to leak out of this sort of self-contained fucking. Trance, yes. Yeah. I, 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 I catch your drift completely. Yeah. So the... Uh, sometimes what an understanding can do can coax the awareness out in a way. It'll draw it out in us. And then it's in the seeing that's, that's the punch. The understanding is just coaxing it out. But it's the seeing, it's awareness that's the key. Yeah. And when you see what you're not the possibility of being free from it is readily available yeah it is yeah and it's actually an inherent state you've never been bonded by self there's no self to be bonded to it's a it's a mental activity it's a mental activity and what it does is it can't have you become a self it tells you you already are one <laughs> this is the trick yeah because if, if, if it said the truth, this is just implying that you're a self, and maybe you can finally arrive at being a self, most of us would break the contract. But what we're listening to says we all are already a self. Yeah, It says that which is being imagined by the mental state is a fact already. It isn't. See? When you when that which you, so here's selfing. Have you ever felt like you were in the act of becoming a self? No, you always feel like you already are one, yes? That's its dream, that's its trick. Because if you were in the act of becoming a self, there'd be many ways to cancel that. But if you already are a self, there's only one way I want to get out of it, <laughs> which sets up the the drive to addiction and drugs and alcohol. Because you come to a mistake that I am I'm, I'm always going to be this, so fuck it. I'm going to try to get out of it. No matter what the consequences are tomorrow, I want to at least get out of it for a few minutes. Yeah? This is what happens. So, so many possibilities are severely limited by the identification with that historical self because you're not one. Yeah? It's being presented now that you were Paul. You're going to be Paul. Therefore, you are Paul now. That's the bondage of self. The bondage of self is there's an imaginary suggestion that's telling you you're already that. You know what I mean? So we wake up as self, and we want to get out of self, and we want to improve self, but we never see we're not one. Well, <laughs> I mean, this is what we're hoping so, to, you. This is what we're well, hoping to uh, provide at these talks, and that's why I'm so stoked about this eight months of Zoom, because we've been able to reestablish it every Tuesdays and Thursday and not deviate, not let it go turn into, oh, this and that. No, just keep bringing it back. What's the exact nature of the wrong? It's a mental activity that's being completely attended to and interested in because it's presented as us. Yeah. We can't get out of it because we think we're in it. Yeah. The out is before the in. We've tried the in tr- and then the getting out. I mean, we tried, we're masters of trying to get out of self, every one of us here, and it's failed. Why is that? Because we're not in self. That's why. <laughs> That's the fact. We've been trying to get out of an imaginary condition. <laughs> That's why it hasn't worked, nor will it work. Yeah? Yeah. This is about questioning the basic premise the whole mental narrative is based on, that you are the seer, the hearer, the feeler, the taster, the toucher, the doer, the loser, the winner, the thinker, all this. Yeah, it's not true. This thinking, winning, losing, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching, that's true. But you're not the one doing it. (laughs) That's not true. That's a Uh, a fabrication, completely, that has to be reinforced all day by a very active mental condition, which is called the obsession with self. (laughs) This is basic advice I was just speaking. Yes, it's just, it comes from, well, everything goes back to the solution, and the solution is before everything. The solution isn't after the problem, it's before the problem. <laughs> that's where it is. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you keep seeking a solution after the problem, you're going to have to keep seeking solutions because there's going to be a lot of problems. Yeah. If you if you if you get if the solution is based that there's no one who has the problem, that's a damn good solution. Yeah. Because the problem isn't the problems, it's your problems. That's the problem. They're yours. <laughs> and no one has them. Well, everyone has them. We all run into the same problems as action figures, but we all think we're so fucking unique that, no, these are my problems. Therefore, they're not like your problems. I had a guy I worked with for years. His head was very tricky. And he would have Every few months, he would have the problem, yeah? And so he would present it, let's say, in March. This is the problem. I say, well, is it the problem that you had in February? Because I've been watching you for years, and you've had a lot of the problem. (laughs) And and he would make it so unique that no one else has this. I have a certain pain in a certain area in the pelvis. No one has this suffering, yeah? (laughs) every every few months he'd have another the problem and of course he would forget but I wouldn't because I had no vested interest in what he isn't and I knew him for years I'd say well this is I heard the the problem of 2013 now this is the new model of 2014 give me a fucking break yeah So this is what comes the head comes up with all this shit Yeah, and then then it has a way of triggering believability without much fucking, it doesn't even, its production value is pretty weak, really. Yeah, it just just trots out the same old, same old shit. We constantly believe in it. I'm an inherent loser. I'm never going to be loved, whatever it is. You know, it's slavery, complete slavery to an insane idea. (laughs) <laughs> the third step asked please relieve us of the bondage of self it doesn't say please help us, uh, help me not drink it doesn't say that it says please relieve us of the bondage of self that's the root of the problem it's not drinking or using it's that yeah. and of course it's that because when you stop drinking and using and all the shit that you used to blame I'm drinking and using and you're still doing it, you realize you were mistaken. The cause of my my bad behavior wasn't that I was doing cocaine because I'm still exhibiting the bad behavior and I'm sober. Yeah? So oops! I had a big mistake there. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was so sure it was that, you know. I was so sure it was my mother that fucked me up. No, no, no. It's the head. The head, the head, the head. Yes? (laughs) You're looking for it outside. You're not seeing its work as inside. You're not. I mean, it's unbelievable. Doesn't it make you feel suspicious when you are, let's say you were at work, and then around 7 o'clock at night, after a day at work, your head breaks the news to you that you had a bad day. Weren't you in the day? Wouldn't you would have known it was batting while it was batting? Are we on like a time delay that we wait nine hours and then the head tells us how it was? Really, isn't it? It's amazing. Yeah. People think excitement is anxiety. They, I mean, it's insane. We're out to lunch completely based on our own conditions most of the time. Yeah. What doctor ever tells you what's wrong with you? They always tell you what's not wrong with you. It's all netty netty. They go, well, you don't have fucking this. You don't have that. And then they finally arrive at the diagnosis. They don't arrive at the diagnosis. They just negate other possibilities until there's only one. (laughs) You know what I mean? Jesus Christ. Can you imagine living a whole day and having no idea what it was like? I think it's great actually. I love it that way because and then when it starts pontificating how it was, I don't I just don't have any interest in that report, yeah? I love it. You're just living. Yeah. I'm not taking notes while I'm living. I'm just living. <laughs> living, living. Yes. <laughs> if someone asks me how I feel, I don't know I haven't I haven't been checking it for a while, yeah I have a certain level of okayness if I'm at that level, there's very little observation of the conditions. <laughs> I, just, I just go truck around, do whatever, yeah. Then when something's off, I tend to sort of stay open to be directed what I should do. yeah. Maybe I need to talk somebody. Maybe I need to stop drinking so strong a coffee at a certain time, whatever. Yeah. And the answers come and then it goes back to the level of enough, everything's cool. And then the surveillance cameras are called, you know, turned off and it's just roaming around like a free range alcoholic. Yeah. I don't have a GoPro Watching, but that's turned on me all day. (laughs) The GoPro is turned on here. Yeah. (laughs) These are effects of recognizing something. I didn't do these conditions. I'm observing these conditions. They've been, this Paul has been changed. Yeah. Paul has been changed, and I've observed it. And sometimes there's a reflection on it. And I I end up having an incredible amount of gratitude and honoring of that power that's done for me what I couldn't do for myself. I really, I'm just flabbergasted by it. Really. It could bring me to tears every second. And I've witnessed it in others a lot. Through the, this program of recovery is Unbelievable. Maybe because of the contrast, when someone gets relieved of an excessive concern with what they're not, it's pretty profound and it's noticeable. And I've just seen so many miracles just in the people's faces changing. When the parasite has you, your bone structure looks weird and your eyes are fucking like fucking rabbit like. And then you just get into the program and then. Oh, the system, it's like watching a rosebush that never bloomed, and you've taken it out of the small pot with no good soil, and you put it in a bigger pot with good soil and give it water, and it's blooming like crazy. It was had nothing to do with the ability of the rosebush to bloom. It was the conditions the rosebush was under, yeah? This is what the program does. It changes the conditions that we've been living under, yeah? These aren't our defects of character. Something has implied itself on us. Something has muted us. Something has taken away possibilities from us. Some activity that we're absorbed in is causing a lot of effects, and it would be good to get to the root of the problem. So you're clear about it. It's not you. All right. Nice to see you, Walter. Yeah. Always a pleasure. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Thank you.
0: Our next question comes from Skylar. Skylar, you have a question? You get to ask. Ask it on mute.
2: Hey, Paul. Um... So I'm kind of uh so since last night waking up this morning, uh, I had this feeling like, okay, like I remembered where I left off, but it's like I woke up in full transformer gear, armor, helmet, da-da-da, poof, I'm up. And then it's like a debuckling, like, and I had to go to Zen Bitch Slap and I like had to listen to private thoughts and, like, listen to the lyrics and hear you saying, like, like, I'm not the only one who has these thoughts and, like, thinking I'm different from other people with what's going on in my mind during the AA meeting. This morning, I kept it real short. I was, like, just go to zenbitchslap.com because it's, like, the answer. Um, So I feel like it's just the most important message right now for me to be doing is like how can i take what you're saying in my own words so i can like bring people to the understanding so when you said um so this is for the morning to get out of the transformer gear for me to read so when he realized he wasn't in the bondage of self um, when he was like praying for the condition the condition is that is of the self perceiving that there's a condition, there's no condition. A condition is just a condition as the self perceives it. And it's just an instant gift. So like the prayer, it's already the gift, it's already the prayer. It's not even an instance, cause it's already in time. Like it's just a given, it's the what is. And then it's like a movie, like where um, all the characters and the, ac- I mean, all the actors didn't get the memo, and it's like, we're all going off script. And then the movie <laughs> is the self. And then the film, like the movie is the self, but it's really a film. And the film just keeps on rolling and that's time. And it's like, this: the truth is the script. Um, yeah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: Oh, you don't need to do anything, Skylar. Just, uh, make sure the externals for the action figure, yeah, keep it in. You know, it doesn't have to be a very straight, but a little more narrow, (laughs) straight and narrow. And then let the mind hearing these things, (laughs) let the mind hearing this stuff blossom. Yeah. Yeah. See where it takes you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But remember, the head is very uh, exclusive. Yeah. While what we're, uh, what's being intimated is very inclusive. Yeah. So. Yeah, you're going to be put to good use, so, yeah. Completely, yeah. thank I'm, you. I'm happy that uh, the availability of the Zen Bitch Slap is is provoking this kind of response. Yeah, that's um, I get stoked by that. That's good, honey. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Love you. <laughs> uh,
1: thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right.
0: thank you Skyler our next question comes from Roth. Roth, would you like to ask a question
1: Raph or the wrath of God where is he
5: he's at uh, there neither or the other I guess I don't know <laughs> uh, I have, I have uh, two things three things to tell you and I wrote them down because uh, uh, otherwise I forget him the first one is uh, to thank you your team for the recordings because it's amazing to listen to the recording from the Tuesday I listened to it again and it had a deeper meaning so it was uh, rewarding to listen again Skyler the questions and uh, there was another lady uh, so I mean just to listen again uh, really uh, gave you more meaning so I thank your team for recording it the second one is I want to thank you for the new light on six and seven I did the fourth and fifth many many times actually more than five times already uh, different you know uh, rounds and uh, six and seven were kind of uh, you know I think in the book is actually not even a paragraph for six and seven and you gave it the meaning that it really has, you know, it's really deeper. Uh, I can see it now. Good. I can, I can feel it, I I, I I don't even see it, I feel it. I can see how it's at, uh, the locking of four and five, it's the, the, the reassurance of four and five, the commitment to four and five with my own self, with. Uh, not the cell that you call cell but uh, whatever the the in me that is uh, watching over me yeah what i wanted to ask you is uh, uh if you can step 11 to me is uh the question mark i came to aa on the 11 months uh, seven years ago and at, uh prayer was at uh, asking for things to happen the way that i wanted to happen for people to behave the way that I wanted to behave, that was prayer to me. And meditation was just to you know, try to shut up and you know, uh, don't talk. You know, stop the mind from talking. That was meditation to me. Can you please share what uh, step eleven is uh, from your perspective and your uh, point of view, just for the, my benefit? And I and I thank you for that.
1: All right. Um, well, step eleven. So it says sort through so what what are we seeking through uh, let's say methods yeah it says sort through prayer and meditation, prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact. So the intent is to improve the conscious contact. It's not to do prayer and meditation it's to improve the conscious contact yes? That's the that's the emphasis of the sentence. It says sort through what came after through could be many, like walks in the woods, yeah, surfing, whatever. these situations that allow uh, seemingly uh of instant relief and uh, and they work over and over again. like it's only it's not like walking through the woods works four times and then it stops, you love walking through the woods, yeah? Or you love jumping in the water, or you love, yeah, these things. <coughs> and in that case, when you're doing that action, your, 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 your conscious contact is improved, yes? So the, the people who wrote the book are giving us two methodologies, prayer and meditation to start off with, to improve our conscious contact, what happens when the conscious contact improved? Almost everything you're doing is actually allowing that conscious contact to be improved, yeah? You see? See what I mean? So basically, we're coming out of the cold, so we've got to get near the fire and warm our hands, yeah? But after we've come out of the cold, there's a lot of ways, yes, that we're staying warm. We don't have to be right near the fire and warming our hands. We're actually in a condition of being warm, so to speak, yes? So many people are in a condition of of improved conscious contact with the presence, yeah? That's That's their basis now. They're in an improved conscious contact. Yeah, so then basically that improved conscious contact is lent to almost everything they do. Yeah, you see, so these two suggestions are meant to trigger something else. Yeah, which is the improved conscious contact. The improved conscious contact grows what can be seen as sought through. Yeah. What comes after the sort through grows usually on when the conscious contact is improved, yes? You see?
5: It's like cleaning up the glasses and cleaning up the glasses and you see more. Well,
1: no what it is really, it's see a mental condition is diminished and then the other condition is Strengthened, which is this, let's say, call it the spirit's condition. So now, instead of trying to improve the conscious contact, you're living from an improved conscious contact. Yes? So that has already been established. The conscious contact that was necessary becomes galvanized by a diminishing uh, of the mental contact. <laughs> which ter- for us turns into an unconscious contact, yes?
5: Thank you.
1: Yeah. So the the disease resides in the mind. So it's a mental disease in a sense. So the mental condition is inflamed. You can see it by obsession with it and constantly relying on it, all like that. So the mental condition is inflamed to a point that is producing a lot of dis-ease and we're symptomatic, yeah? So you can read an active addict and an alcoholic, yeah? They're showing the symptoms of an excessive obsession with the mental state. The program changes that and improves the conscious condition, yeah? So now you're present, you're freed from being addicted to the past and the future, you're here. Only because you cannot not be here, and so now you're now you're not seeking to improve the conscious con- the conscious contact. You're in an improved conscious contact. Yes. Now you may want to further that through prayer meditation. You may not be moved to pray much. Yeah. You may because you're in this condition that you used to pray for. Yeah. So you see. So I'm a believer because a lot of people I meet, they believe those two things are the only way, and they're not built to be a meditator. They're too anxious. Yeah. So basically, now they only have one way to improve the conscious contact, which is prayer. And so that's a pretty severely limited uh, field of possibility, only one way to improve my conscious contact. Give me a break. (laughs) <laughs> just, yeah, so you walk in and maybe there's only two doors. But when you're in, you'll see tons of doors and tons of windows, yeah. But when the out is more, let's say, uh the out is way more influential than the in, looking at the in from the out, you can only see it's almost impossible to enter. But when you're in... There's a lot of doors and windows. There's a lot of ways in and out, yeah? Yeah. So, I hope that made some sense of <laughs> All right,
0: we have a next question. Um, let's see, it's from Dorothy. Asked I hope I said your name correctly. Yes.
6: yes, you did, thank you so much. I'm Dorothy, I'm an alcoholic. Thank you so much for this meeting and uh, whoever put it together. Um, all service and Paul, thank you. I It's the second time only that I'm listening to you and uh, I'm relieved uh, more and more because I, I, I get an understanding even more of, uh, you know, a deep understanding of, this problem even though i know it but i need to hear it again and again and uh, start accepting because the acceptance is 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 really a key for me like the beginning uh the what we read from the big book i need to accept people places things past and me being who i am and um and just having a lot of forgiveness. Because I need to forgive myself a lot for who I am and how my mind works during the day, during the night even. Um, I wanted to ask you, I, I, do, um, I did have a, a freedom from the six and seven step when I came into these amazing rooms, I didn't have it in the fourth and fifth step like a lot of people do, but I felt like the sixth step, like I got the problem. I was like, okay, that's what's happening. And now I'm in it again. And I I just see the beauty of like a lot of the, you know, the defects that I had the first round, because I put my books down and I look, what did you write then? And what are you writing now? are um, a lot of the defects are really gone diminished, they don't they don't disappear, but they're like in you know, a small box, which gives me a lot of faith that the program does work. Um, it takes time, but it works but it's okay. And what I saw that it was missing still on this round of my sixth step was that still my faith, my faith, my trust in this power. There yet, you know, like as strong as I thought I had it. And what you said about, yeah, the 11th step being nature, it's very important for me because, you know, coming on my knees, uh, it doesn't mean I have to like put my jacket on my hat, and go outside and just be with the trees, even if it's in a little park, I live in the city. That's like a magical thing. And that's where I find God. But How can I accept, you know, like, how can, what's your, like, how can I really work my seventh step? What do you suggest? Because that's what I'm working on right now. How, just to give it to God is not enough for me.
1: Well, then give that me to God. Yes, you see? The me that says it's not enough, give that me to God. It's not you. Step 6 and 7, like it says in the uh, vision for us, vision for you, that this power is going to constantly reveal to us stuff. Yeah, A lot of the stuff it reveals to us is about what we're not. So you recognize the alcoholism in the blueprint stage when it's just sort of surrounding a fuck it it wants to arrive at or yes when it's doing its little activity where before we would wake up to its activity after we got punched in the face yeah so we were now we've been moved to see the alcoholism when it's formulating into an effect and that's what you bring the step six and seven And the fourth and fifth almost hopefully brought some light to the patterns of how self has defeated us. So now when those patterns arise, we recognize it and then bring it right to six and seven and ask that power. And it doesn't matter what you're thinking or what you feel. Just do it, yeah? It doesn't matter if you don't think it's enough because that's not you speaking a lot of the time. Yeah, just do it. Just do it and then see and then be honest about the results. You know, just tell the truth. Yeah, it's working. Yeah. Just like you you shared about it's working, a lot of the shit that used to be big is in a smaller box. Well, the same stuff that seems big right now will be put in a smaller box. It's the same principle. Yeah. Just allow it to work. It doesn't need your mental reaction. Just do it. Yeah that would be my take on it more gets revealed what gets revealed not what you are but what you're not you recognize what you're not that's sort of like they talk about fear is like a it's like a thread that runs through the fabric of our existence well fear and self are very they're synonymous so we can't recognize self we call it me yeah You have to have the eyes. You've got to maybe entertain the possibility that self is a foreign pathogen. And if you want uh, validation from the big book, just page 64, it says it very clearly, being convinced that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. We're the us here, yeah? And something, something that we share has defeated all of us. There's, let's say there's forty squares here. There's only been one self that's defeated all of us. It's the same program that has defeated all of us. It's not unique for each one of us. We take it uniquely because that's its. That's one of its flavors is an extreme personalness, but it's not personal at all. It's almost like parasitical. Yeah. So we've all been infected, we've all been used for transportation, and we all ended up in very similar places. So we've had one driver of all these squares. Let's fucking start telling the truth about it. So that's what you do. When you see what you used to call you as not you, you bring that to six and seven. Yeah, you can abandon that self to God. You can't abandon you. You'd still be there. You can abandon what you're not to something. I'm abandoning self to God. I'm not abandoning Paul. I'm still there. I'm abandoning what I'm not to God. Yeah. That's what six and seven is. So that energy, which is knotted and goes the same old, same old, leading to a drink, gets reconfigured. It's like a waterway that gets reconfigured. Instead of irrigating a fucking past feed of shame and guilt, now goes to the ocean. And then you get that fucking freedom and presence. It's the water. So the higher power will reconfigure how the water is running through you. That's all. Right now, our hoses are fucking crimped up and knots based on what's been directing the fucking show. We have a new employer being all powerful. It's gonna take care of us. Yeah? The old employer, not being all powerful, didn't take care of us. That's a huge difference. Let that hose be uncrimped. You're not doing it, you're allowing it. You're just getting out of the fucking way, basically. Yeah, you've submitted yourself to the program. You've submitted to be changed. You have not pledged allegiance to change. You've submitted to be changed. It's a different attitude. So, bring the shit that's appearing in your head and and is framed as you and have a little suspicion around it and bring it to six and seven. And if it was you, it will remain and if it wasn't you, it will be reconfigured. Hallelujah. And now you'll start having the eyes to see what you are and what you're not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy to see you. I remember we did that talk in Berlin. Yes. Nice to see you, hon. Come back. Yeah, come come back again. Yes, yes. All right. Okay. Paul,
0: how you doing on time? You need a you need a break for a minute or something? No, we have, uh, let's go. Okay. Well, we had two more questions. We have one question now. We have a question from Tanya Cardenas.
1: All right. So we'll end on this, yeah?
0: Yes. Okay. Very well. Thank you. Tanya, come on in and ask your question, please.
3: Uh, mine should be pretty quick. Um, okay. Hi, everybody. Hi, Paul. Hey. Um, hi, Anne. <laughs> um, I got on um, I guess I... What was it? Tuesday. Tuesday is when I I first came on, and um, and I had I've had really bad anxiety for mm, a, quite a while. And you told me to do the. It's funny that we're talking about the six and seven steps today because you told me to pray the six and seven steps, to do the six and seven steps. So I, I'm here at my work right now. I work at a rehab. <laughs> I'm taking a break, and I I got on my knees uh, with one of my clients, and I said she was on the six and seven steps. It was just crazy. It just happened all like, it was like synchronous. So we we got on, we got on my, we got on our knees and I prayed the seven step prayer. And, uh, I prayed so hard because I've been on this like journey or whatever, you know, I've been sober eight years and like really like deep spiritual searching for all this time, maybe even time for that too. And, uh, Uh, I I prayed so hard because I'm so I was so tired of feeling so, so out of my mind like I got anxiety so bad to the point where I felt like I couldn't live like that anymore you know I just I couldn't I couldn't go on like that anymore and I was at the at the brink um and um and um I just kind of let that sit with me and I just got on my knees and prayed like I said and then I prayed again that night and I woke up today. Oh no, yesterday I got on your non-duality talks and um, I heard you, I I anonymously asked a question yesterday (laughs) because I didn't want to like be seen. And um, I said, I know I'm not my mind and I'm not in my thoughts, but I keep going back and forth and I can't get out of it. And I realized when you said, you're trying to get out of self uh, by being self. And it just like, like I was kind of mad that you said that when I heard it. And then I just said, I'm going to let that, I'm going to let that enter me like a, like, a, like, a, like a koan. I'm going to let that digest in my system like a koan. So I, I did that and I woke up and I was listening to something on the radio and all of a sudden, I saw it. And I, I was like, I'm not this, I'm not this. Oh my God, I had had a dream like two months ago that I wasn't me and, and all my thoughts and I woke up in terror. And I also had a dream that I died. Like I, I was going over a cliff and then I couldn't see, but I knew I wasn't gonna land. Like I just looked at my best friend and I go, Noah, Naya, my two kids. And I didn't see what happened but I knew it wasn't gonna make it. And then the other dream was that I was in terror, that I wasn't the voice in my head. And then it happened in the truck as I was driving, just like in my dream, except I didn't go over a cliff, thank God. <laughs> well, I did, I guess. And yeah. uh, I, I was like, holy shit. And, and then I had to come to work. And that's when I, Anne was so nice to give me her, her number. So I texted her. I was like, is it like like a dream but i'm awake because this is what it feels like like i'm not i i guess i i just wanted to share that and i, and I wanted to share that with like Dor- dorothea because like i think i was exactly in that place like uh, two days ago where i got on my knees and i prayed for it because there's nothing i wanted more and i just feel like uh, something Something happened, but it didn't. I even hesitated whether I I should share, but then I just something in me did it, just wanted to. And um, I I see now why, because everybody's talking about the 67 steps. So I just want to say thank you. I just want to say thank you. Hey, great.
1: No, thank you. Thank you for the (laughs) share. Yes. There's more to be revealed, honey. That's all. (laughs) Yeah. It's not, you know, you'll get used to being clear, nice <laughs> you don't need to be clear about everything just be clear about something yeah yeah and then let everything land where it does yeah but that's good babe hey let's end the day eh okay all right um dd if you could um thank, thank you Sonia, me- yeah, very much thank you for that show Didi, I
0: see your hands waved, but if you could uh, hold your question. Oh, no, the...
1: Let's do oh. the one, just do the oh. one. More.
0: Okay, yeah, Didi, come on in. Ask 10 minutes, here we
4: go. I'm trying Thank to you, run, Paul. Paul. actually, Paul, um, wow. It's not, uh, <clears throat> it's not actually a question. What well, it is, I suppose, it's like six and seven. I've never heard somebody so articulate and explain something so well that it's just blown, my, blown me away. I've been around the program 26 years in April, and, I've, I, and I'm still learning. I'm still learning. And when, when you said about self, because I'm thinking I'm really angry at someone, and I've done some really horrible things. I keep praying to God, remove this defect, and you've just made it simple. Hand myself over. <laughs> Hand myself over. Thank you. I'll leave it there. It's just been amazing listening to you.
1: Well great, thank you. Well, thanks. And it was amazing listening to you, honey. So thank you. Yeah.
0: Okay, Paul, thank you. That
1: we're good. Yeah, we're good. Let's uh say goodbye to everyone. Michael, thank you. The other Mike, thank you for the uh, platform. Malcolm, you know I thank you very much, Malcolm. Thank you for uh Yeah, all the support. Kurt, again, friendship support. Debbie, nice to see you. Thank you for your share in the past. Roman, as always. Yeah. You got to admit, just being nice to people can have a very lasting nice effect. Yeah. 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 So we got uh, Dorothea. Nice to see you, honey. I'm happy that you came over to the winning side. <laughs> we got Walter, my uh, half brother in the Netherlands. We got Rob Farr, who's never far away. Always good to see you, Rob. Stefan, very nice to see you here. Evan, I can't see you, but nice to meet you. We got Justin. Nice to see you, Justin. Michael from the UK. Fantastic. Kerry, as always. Tanya, fantastic. Tanya, thank you for that share. Never hesitate to share. Yeah, such good news, yeah. And always pleasure. Mickey, the matriarch of, she's not only the matriarch of Madeira, she's now the matriarch of Zen Bitch
0: Lab.
1: <laughs> It could be seen as a demotion from by some, but yeah. We got Judy. Nice to see you, Judy. Kaiser, as always, thanks for the service and support.